welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there, it's Anne-Marie Miles. Welcome to this week's edition of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. This week's edition is coming in two parts because I didn't do one last week. I was in Ireland and I had great plans to share with you from Ireland and it just didn't happen. Oh, there was all sorts of things going on and you know something that I just thought, no, can't do it. There are some times when you just can't do it. Can't be done. Wasn't done. (laughs) I had a great time. I had a lovely time until I got to the airport and fell. So let me tell you that little story first. Get that one out of the way. I go through security. I put my boots back on, put my bag back together, laptop back in the bag, phone back in the pocket and all that stuff and coat back on and the whole thing. And there was mats, kind of leathery mats down because it was quite snowy in Ireland and, you know, people bringing in lots of water on their shoes. So there was mats everywhere. And I just kicked the lip of one of the mats and went absolutely flying. Went flying and landed face down, kind of on the left hand side on those lovely tender ribs that I'd hurt before a few years ago and on my shoulder that I hurt uh, during the summer. So yeah, I'm um, really feeling battered and bruised and very sore. And if every so often you hear me going, (laughs) it's because uh, sometimes it's just a little twinge and my ribs are extremely sore. And uh, yeah, I am in a lot of pain, but thank God for pain relief. Thank God for ibuprofen and such things that help us to continue uh, to do the things we need to do when we're in pain. But uh, yeah, so I am a bit uncomfortable. But it was an adventure because I fell on airport property. They had to send for the airport police. So the airport police came. A really nice guy. And he kind of interviewed me, asked me a few questions about what happened. He said, I'm going to have to go and check the CCTV. And just and I was, oh, brilliant. Great. You're going to see the the um, director's cut of the whole thing. Fantastic. Hope the CCTV guy's got my good side. And um, yeah, so... I, I was pretty, yeah, I, I, I bashed my knee, I kind of fallen on my knees and so I bashed my knees, kind of fell on my front so my ribs were killing me, my shoulders were killing me, my elbows were killing me. Um, so he said, I think we should, um, he, well, he, he was talking about ringing an ambulance and getting a paramedic and I was like, no, 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 no. He said, that's all we can offer you as far as medical help goes. I said, that's fine. I don't need medical help. I'm absolutely fine. I thought, no, no way. Um, <laughs> did I want an ambulance or a paramedic? So I thanked him uh, very vociferously for that offer, but no. And he said, well, um, maybe we could get OCS to take you down to your gate. And I said, actually, that would be good because I had a haversack and, you know, the haversack was a bit heavy. And I said, yeah, actually, that would be great. You know, those little electric little buggies that they take people down to the gate in. I said, yeah, that would be really nice to get John to one of those. Yeah, no problem. No problem. 
So he um, he rang for that. He rang for the request. So all the people who had picked me up off the ground and helped me kind of, you know, said, if you're sure you're OK, we'll go. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. So it's just me and the very nice airport policeman left. So we had a great L chat. He asked me loads of questions. He was probably making sure I didn't have a head injury and that I still knew who I was. So he asked me loads of questions with a good chat about stuff when we were talking. And I did talk to him about the um, the podcast. So you never know if you're listening. Uh, Gary, thank you for your help. I'm fine. <laughs> Gary, the airport policeman. Um, yeah, so I think it was Gary. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Gary. Anyway, so I so we're there uh, for ages. You know, obviously, you know, the OCS guys are busy. And, and next of all, I see this guy coming towards me with a wheelchair. And I'm like, oh, help me. And the guy says, yeah, the, the electronic buggies, they only go from the start of the long corridor to the gates. He said they don't travel up through the shops, you know, and they up through duty free to where the um, the security thing is. So he said, I'm going to bring you in the wheelchair down as far as, you know, the concourse and then they'll take you there. I was like, oh, my goodness, mortified. And so I and this <laughs> and I'm looking at this young guy, right? He's a young he's probably in his twenties, you know, early twenties. And he's not six foot tall and he's not six foot wide either. He was a, a trim and fit guy, but didn't you know, and I was thinking, he's never gonna push me down. He is never gonna push me in a wheelchair. Look at me, you know. So I was like there's no way, but anyway, so got in between him and Gary, they got me into the wheelchair and I, and got my haversack onto the wheelchair, my coat and all my bits and my phone had gone flying, but thankfully it was still in one piece. So it was fine. So waved goodbye to the uh, policeman and this guy, no bother on him, wheeled me in the wheelchair. And you know, when you just want to die, you just want the ground to open up. And, and I was like, oh my goodness. So he wheeled me through uh duty free and then he says to me did you want that in the shops did you want did you need to buy out because you know we can pop it i was like no no just keep moving just keep going do not stop do not stop for anything just keep moving so anyway he brought me down to the um the, the beginning of the kind of long concourse down to the gates and i got out of the wheelchair into the little electric boogie thing and then had a trip down to the gate and it's amazing how many people don't get out of the way for those um buggies like this you know the guy was driving and he doesn't actually beep the horn at anybody the thing itself makes a little kind of me 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 noise you know and there were people who just did not move out of the way and he just had to slow down and kind of just crawl along behind them in this little electric buggy i was amazed at how many people just didn't get out of his way eventually they did but not until it suited them you know and i was like gosh i'm always getting out of the way for those things so anyway i ended up at the gate and i was fine i was fine made it there and made it onto the plane and thankfully there wasn't anybody either side of me so i could kind of relax and lean to one side on the plane without leaning on anybody so yeah i'm pretty pretty bruised and bashed up and sore at the moment but uh, i i am very grateful to gary the airport policeman and what's his name gerard gerard is the guy who wheeled me down in the wheelchair and fair play to you gerard gerard had had a, a night out the night before he was a little bit worse for wear but without a hesitation he uh, he wheeled me 
through a duty free and down to my lift in the buggy. So yes, that was my adventure. And uh, it's taken me a few days to recover from that. I think yesterday was the worst day. I think sometimes injuries like that, they get worse before they get better. And the mortification, just, I, I'm still mortified at the thought of it. All I did was just, I just caught the edge of my boot in the lip of the mat and went absolutely flying. And I've become a faller, which is really, really annoying to have, to be, I, I've fallen quite a few times in the last few years, like big um, head over heels fall nearly said the other phrase but uh, but yeah so uh, anyway there we go but uh, the, yeah so the theme of today's is joy Ta-da! so there's my joyous story <laughs> joy to the world she's on the floor but I remember every single moment um, and I actually remember um as I when I tripped, knowing that I was going down and thinking to myself, oh, no, not again. I just I remember every moment of it. So I didn't black out or anything. But it was so nice that so many people came to my aid. And, you know, Gary from Airport Police was lovely. And Gerard from OCS was really nice as well. And the guy who drove me down in the little buggy, you know, he was he was so nice. I suppose one of the things that um, it one of the things that it did, it kind of took a little bit of the joy of my trip away and it struck me how, how quickly we can lose joy. Um, it struck me that joy can be snatched from us quite quickly. And I think the issue there is circumstances, isn't it? When circumstances change, our joy is just sucked away. It's just stolen from us uh, when things uh, when such things happen. I'd had such a brilliant week. And do you know something? It, there'd been loads of snow in Ireland and I had been inching like every time I got out of a car or into a car or when I walked over to the square. I was in Tala, if you know Tala at all. So I went over to the square and um, every time I got in or out of the car, I was inching. And people were like, be careful, be careful. There's ice, there's snow. And, you know, be careful when you stand on the step because there's a bit of ice on the step. Everywhere I went, I was like inching my way. And, you know, didn't fall in the ice, didn't fall in the snow. Hallelujah. I fell in the airport. You know that type of way? And you're like, I was like, Lord, why? Why did that happen? Why did that? And it kind of ruined the end of the trip for me. But then, like I said, I realised how nice everybody was, how helpful everybody was in a time when I was mortified and I, I was on my own. So I would nobody to help me. So and I, and I got all the help that I needed. And... um yeah, it kind of just it kind of reestablishes your faith in human beings, doesn't it? That people will see you need help. Then quite often they will they will reach out, reach out and give you a hand. So that was that was really nice. And one of the things that strikes me about the Christmas story when I think of the joy of the Christmas story, I don't think there was much joy for Mary and Joseph in the initial part of the story. You know, you, you I, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I may have mentioned this in the other podcast episodes about Advent. But I just think of poor Mary. What vision did she have for her starting her family? What vision did she have in her head as a young girl wanting to? I wonder what she envisaged happening, what way it would happen. And did she ever imagine that she would have her baby 
on the floor of a manky stable, miles away from home, none of her family around her. And then, you know, you think, even when the angel came to her and said, you you are going to give birth to the saviour of the world. And she's like, how, how, you know, I, I've never been with a man. No, no, no. God is going, you know, the Holy Spirit is going to basically make you pregnant without you ever being with a man. And then you read Mary's uh, prayer that called the Mary's song, the Magnificat, and she glorifies the Lord. Did she know at that stage that when her baby was to be born, she would make this terribly difficult journey and she would she would end up having nowhere to stay and end up having her baby on the floor of a, an animal shelter, you know, and putting her new precious newborn baby into a feeding trough. What kind of a start is that in life? What kind of a start is that in your marriage? What kind of a start is that in your parenting? That And yet, what happened afterwards? You know, you've got like the angel appearing to the shepherd. You've got the heavenly host singing glory to God in the highest. You've got the shepherds running to see the baby. And it says in scripture that Mary treasured all these things in her heart that the situation became a joyful one for her, even though it didn't really have the the look of a joyful situation. It's not what I would have wanted. It's not the way I would have wanted to start my marriage or start my, my parenthood. Miles away from home, miles away from my family and having my baby on the floor um, of, a, of a stable. And yet the joy that it brought to other people and the joy that it brought to Mary and Joseph um, was amazing. I suppose what I'm saying is that maybe Christmas for you is not going to be that joyful. Whether you struggle with weight or eating, whether you struggle in your family life, whatever it is, maybe you're you're not looking forward to Christmas. Maybe Christmas is a difficult time for you. Or maybe Christmas is just the same every year and you just feel, oh, it's so much work. It's so much money. It's so much hassle. It's so much this. We can get really bogged down, can't we, in all the stuff that needs to be done. And if Christmas is difficult for you, there is joy. There is joy in Christmas. Sometimes maybe we need to look for it. Sometimes we need to decide. I don't know if you've ever done this, but I was at a particular function one time and the people I was with were not happy. Um, And I decided I was going to enjoy myself. I decided that there was nothing I could do about the people I was with. There's absolutely nothing I could do about what was going on in them and why they didn't want to be there and why they weren't happy about how it was going and all that stuff. And I thought, you know something, I am going to enjoy myself. I have decided I'm going to enjoy myself. And during the difficult years when I've been really sad about not having children, and I have mentioned before that sometimes me and Rich feel like we tack on to the end of other people's Christmases. Um, I just sometimes have to decide I am going to find the joy in Christmas. I am going to enjoy my tree, to enjoy my decorations, to enjoy wrapping my presents. And even though I'm homesick or I'm sad that I don't have children or I never get to make Christmas dinner, which I would love to do. It's just practically, it's not really a, um, practically it doesn't work. 
you know, the way our family set up is, it doesn't make, you know, we live in a little flat. We have a tiny dining room with a tiny table and it just doesn't make, you know, it doesn't make sense for me to host dinner on Christmas Day. And that's fine. I totally get it. But um, sometimes, you know, that has been hard for me in the past. And sometimes you have to decide, I am going to enjoy it. I'm, you know, I'm going to squeeze every moment I can out of this season. Because one of the things that really annoys me, really, really annoys me, is when people say, oh, all that fuss just for a day. Oh, oh, it's over now. You know, once Christmas, oh, sure. Once the kids have opened their presents, sure, it's over now. No, it's a season. And Christmas is only a day if you decide it's only a day. But for me, it is a season and I enjoy and determine to enjoy as much of the season as possible. So if Christmas maybe isn't what you would have hoped it is, maybe things are different. Maybe there's been some issue in the family and the dynamic of the family has changed or maybe you've lost somebody or, you know, financially it's just a bit of a disaster. You can decide to have a joyful Christmas. You can decide I'm going to enjoy whatever it is I have. If all I have is a roof over my head and some food, then I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to be thankful for it. And sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to decide we are going to squeeze every bit of joy out of these situations. And if you've never investigated the story of the birth of Jesus, go to a carol service, go to Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve, go somewhere and hear the stories and hear the carols and hear the message of the angels. It's just amazing that God came to earth as a little baby to live a life and go on to die a death and become the saviour of the world. It's amazing. And that carol, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. It's true. He brought so much joy and he can bring so much joy to your life if you let him. That's all for the joy episode. In a couple of days, you'll have the love episode. And next week, the week between Christmas and New Year, we will have a little mixtape of the last few months. But before we go, one more thing. What is that about? Yes, indeed. I really, really had hoped that I would get a chance to see Frankie and get a Christmas message. But maybe, maybe, maybe I might be able to get his mammy to send me a Christmas message from him. I just didn't have time to see him. Um, And I'm so, um, I'm a bit gutted about that, but it was just the way the week turned out. But hopefully we'll have a Christmas message from Frankie uh, at some stage over the Christmas period. But for now... What is that about? Yes, indeed. What is that about? Well, I suppose the what is that about for me this week is going back to something I was talking about a few minutes ago. People who talk about Christmas just being a day. It drives me absolutely potty. Um, you, like I said, it's only a day if you say it's a day. It's only it's only a day. It's only all over, you know, Stevens's day or Boxing Day. If you say if you make it that, I mean, I know people who take down their tree, you know, the day after Stevens's day. Um, and I'm just like, you know, you can decide it's just a day or two days if you want to, or you can decide it is a season. It really, um, oh, because I think, 
I think you lose out if you do that. I think you lose out. You lose out on the the beauty of the season, the restful. The whole idea is that we have a bit of a break. And if you're rushing to get your tree down and get your cards down and tidy up again and put everything away, thinking you're just totally missing that opportunity between Christmas and New Year to just slow down and have a break and stop and take a breath. And yeah, for me, I just I just do not understand what that is about. Frankie, I, I need you to say it again. What is that about? Yeah, what is that about? I mean, come on. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm finished giving out. I will be back in a couple of days time with the love episode. And then next week is the mixtape as I take a break for Christmas. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for all the listens and the downloads and the shares and for buying me coffees for checking out the website, for checking out the YouTube channel. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll be back with love in a few days. I will see you and you will hear me whenever that might be. Bye-bye.